Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Aaron Stark, um, public speaker, motivational speaker, all-around iconoclast. Yeah, great to have you back, Aaron. This is Minute 2. Great to be back. Yay. Great to be back. (laughs) Now we get to where we're starting a little bit more of the actual thing. Yeah. Getting getting into it with some good uh, cast credits, um, and it, so this minute two here on Wednesday starts with "Almost Famous," written in pencil on yellow pad of paper, and ends with Noah Taylor being written on the same pad. And Noah Taylor is the actor that we saw a picture of um, in the uh, in that first minute in the drawer or what have you mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, but uh, you know we get. Uh, the name of the movie actually written here right off the bat and it was untitled the original the original version that uh, was released many years later um i and i do have on uh blu-ray and i've watched watched at least a couple times i believe now um and uh you know and that's that's a whole 42 minutes longer cut wow Um, i i I don't think i've ever seen that cut okay yeah yeah, it's, it's it's pretty interesting, but I'm kind of glad we're we're doing the theatrical. You know, it's 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 a tighter movie this way, and and there's just a lot of uh, a lot of more um, you know things that uh, just you know don't you know really help us help us help a whole bunch with the overall story. Just are just interesting extra things. Yeah, most most deleted scenes are deleted scenes for a reason. Yeah, yeah, they're they're usually good, pretty good calls. Um, the the one biggest one I'm, I'm not crazy about is Batman v Superman. <laughs> that that that, um, that director's that cut sentence, really helps that's, it. You know, well, it, and it, that sentence is true just as a whole. The one yeah. thing I'm not very very good about was Batman v Superman. That say that sentence as it is, and that's still true. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay, there's nothing there's nothing redeeming about that movie oh. to me. To me, that's that is. That was almost as bad as Batman versus Rob or Batman and Robin back in oh, the okay. day, yeah. which is just the epitome of a <laughs> terrible superhero movie. I'd, I'd much rather watch the '80s Captain America movies than any. Oh yeah, I've seen parts of that. Parts of, the, parts of both of those. I've never shield. seen all of Batman and Robin. But oh, um, I've watched I've all, all the Batman movies. I've sat through in most of them yeah. in the theaters, yeah. and that one. There's a scene in that movie that as a comic book fan felt like I was getting kicked in the groin. It was just terrible, (laughs) but okay. So the list of names. Yeah. Yeah, The very first credit, Billy Crudup. And that goes right back to the big, the the biggest connection as far as I know with my last podcast, watch my minute that I, I just mentioned a minute or two ago was that that's the one actor that shared as far as I know, I don't think there's any others. Um, between the two movies and two movies that are nine years apart too. You know, that was, that was a huge thing with that movie was the, that, uh, you know, it seemed like, you know, so many of the actors in it were, weren't really that big. And Billy Crudup might've been one of the bigger ones, but he really wasn't that well known throughout, throughout the nearly that whole decade. And uh, most definitely not known for anything like action based, really. He wasn't, he yeah. wasn't much, he wasn't really a superhero type uh-huh. of star, but I thought he was fantastic as uh, Osterman slash yeah. Dr. Uh-huh. Manhattan. I thought that was really oh, yeah. great. Okay. Another one of his, yeah. my, my favorite movies that he did um, was just a couple of years ago. I don't know if you saw it, but the Stanford prison experiment. 
that's vaguely familiar, and I, 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 yeah, I have not seen it that though. Um, that it's such yeah. a great movie. It's a uh, uh, based on an actual psychological experiment yeah. where they okay. made a fake prison. They they built a fake prison in a college, mm-hmm. and that, it was it was really well done. But he's he's an excellent actor, and I think he does such a good mo- uh, role in this movie. I love mm-hmm. that he has a bit of arrogance and kind of a swagger yeah. to him that mm-hmm. is quite uh, endearing. And then up next we have um, Francis McNormand. Unless, yeah. Do you have anything about Billy, Billy Crudup? No, no, yeah, no. We, let's let's move on here. Yeah, Francis McNormand. Yeah, she's she's huge in my book because I'm a, I'm a pretty big uh, Coen Brothers fan, and she's even at least as of this time. I don't know about when this was shot, but um, at least at least these days, at least uh, she's married to one of the two brothers, um, and and hence all all the roles that she's been in uh, there. I mean, if they're they had a romance blooming back back when she was uh in a lot more of their movies but but she was in one of the more recent ones that hail caesar is a on on a, on a smaller side of of uh roles but she's been in some fantastic yeah. films fantastic yeah. well, movies. i mean the, the big breakout with them is is uh with her and them is uh, uh fargo well fargo but right before that was or not right before that but about 10 years before that you have raising arizona right and that's yeah that's my true first intro to them and and love for of them is is high on my list it's 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 such a i've I've even gotten into something of a internet argument uh with with uh, a person or more about it being i i really want to consider that uh raising arizona that a uh screwball comedy which is much more prevalent to being in the thirties and forties. I would have, I would agree with the screwball comedy yeah. assessment mm-hmm. on that. Actually. I think that especially Nicholas Cage's character in that movie yeah. is, has a very Buster Keaton esque <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. attitude toward. I think that's a good assessment of that. Yeah. yeah. And then of course she has the massive uh, deep hits like Mississippi burning, which was so absolutely powerful. Um, she, the, her, she's such a good uh, actor, actress at bringing out the emotional depth of characters, uh-huh. you know. But she's also plays in a bunch of, a bunch of lighter fare too. Like she was in Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Oh, <laughs> I've not seen that one. <laughs> I've yeah, only seen the she... first Transformers and the most recent. That's not really. It's in a sense of Transformers movie, the Bumblebee one. <laughs> I was impressed. Bumble, Bumblebee was Bumblebee oh, impressed yeah. me. That, yeah, that one was not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, Francis McDormand was fantastic. Uh, then we got uh, Kate Hudson, and uh, this, I believe, is her mm-hmm. first movie. Mm-hmm. Well, and at the time, it was a big, it was a big thing um, to be known as uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yes, yes, and I think she's gone on to do some pretty decent stuff. I haven't seen much of it. Um, I've actually even only seen um, uh, ten minutes of <laughs> um, t- ten minutes, or is it ten- a tenth of a segment um, uh, of uh, how to lose a guy in ten days? Uh, another, <laughs> another, another, another movie by Minute Podcast uh, where I, I was brought in, you know, to, and I went went ahead and did uh, some guesting uh, without having seen a movie. We do that sometimes in the movies by minutes. Group and, yeah. and I believe we have some guests that at least that I pro- I think are trying to watch the movie this movie um but uh 
ho hopefully they're able to find it and so forth uh, in, in some way, whether it's hopefully it doesn't cost them too much. But some people that uh, we will have on that will, will be uh, pretty new to this, at least, I should say. Yeah, the I, the most I remember Kate Hudson for was that she was absolutely gorgeous in this movie. She, I, I had a crush on her. The, yeah. the reason why mm -hmm. I loved this movie and watched it so much was honestly because she was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I was a teenage boy, and I just fell in love with her. They really used that in the marketing. You know, they did. Some of the marketing they where they're really focusing much so much on her compared to... Well, and the box cover of the movie that I had yeah. was her face. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, there's the face one, and then there's then there's the poster, what have you, marketing that's uh, her more more showing a bit more skin and so forth, uh, mm, more yes. of a full body shot, you know. Yes, um, and then uh, the other portion yeah. thing that I know her for is that she was married to the lead singer for the Black Crows. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Chris Robinson. Yep. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, and then moving on, next we have Jason Lee. One of my favorite yeah. actors. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually talking about him a little bit in relation uh, on on another podcast. That I think I guessed it on recently, and and yeah, he, he's a he's a big standout in this one, and 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 pretty much every other movie I see him in, especially you know the Kevin Smith where he got really, you know, got to start with with um, All Rats. Yeah, yeah, he he's been in a lot of Kevin Smith's movies, and he's. One of my favorite actors all the way around. I even loved him in uh, uh, Earl. My name is Earl. His yeah, TV show right. that he had for so long. And yeah, he's. I think he's the only Scientologist that I enjoy watching. Yeah, right. There is that with the Tom Cruise connection yesterday. That is a, mm -hmm. a bit of an issue I can have sometimes when I'm uh, thinking about some actors and so forth. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to separate out yeah. their work, but mm -hmm. I can with uh, Jason Lee because he's so good in his roles. Yeah. And he's a, he's a good uh, advocate of nerd culture, and as a big mm -hmm. comic book fan, mm -hmm. he's a good um, spokesperson for that whole um, culture, really. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's... And I, I loved... He's had a good mix of roles. I liked him in Dreamcatcher. I liked him in... Uh, I thought that he, he did really good in that one. Um... Does he's the villain in the Incredibles? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and then we've and we already talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, Vanilla Sky. He's 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 a like a friend role uh, of Tom Cruise's character in that. Um, mm -hmm. You're not a big role in that, but uh, you know it's 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 interesting that uh, Cameron Crowe got him for both of these in a row. Yep. So I I just saw one weird fact about Lee. Um, that his name of his son. And I, I never want to make fun of anybody's name because, you know, we're never, no. we don't get chosen to, by the names we give. Yeah. We're given. Right. But he chose to name his son Pilot Inspector. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pilot Inspector Lee. Interesting. Yeah, that's that'd be an interesting life. Oh, or, or, and, or you uh, go by initials. He, he might go by his initials, P.I., maybe. There you go. That, that, this wouldn't be that bad initials. And I, it looks here that as of 2016, Lee left the Church of Scientology. Oh, yeah. So, there you go. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, it's always good. The only other biggest thing of note that I'd like to mention is um, prior to acting, him getting into acting, he was a skateboarder. Yes, and a really good skateboarder, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was actually, even after he went to acting, he was on the, um, Did some, yeah. the Tony Hawk Boom Boom Huck Jam tour for <laughs> a long time. Which has to be one of the best names of any public gathering. Yeah, right. And then we move on to Patrick Fugit. Yeah. Playing 
the young or not the, the the older of the two William Millers that we that we see throughout uh, the who is the stand-in for uh, Cameron Crowe. Yes, yes, and he looks like um, he, I think he's absolutely fantastic in this movie. I mm-hmm. think that Patrick Fugit, Fugit does I Fugit. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, is just a, the one of the best, most endearing characters that I have seen on film in a long time. And I, looking through his filmography here, I noticed that he kind of had a break for a while. Uh, went back into doing independent work and doing smaller stuff. But yeah. then he just had a big, big movie last year. Um, he was in First Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the one I really noticed a few years ago now, five five years ago actually, is, is a Gone Girl. When he showed up in Gone that, I, I I was not aware. You know, I was in the theater watching it, and it was like, wow, okay, that's that is who that is. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, yeah, it's little William Miller grown up here. <laughs> I I had not uh, seen it, seen anything, you know, in between, unfortunately, but. Um, I need to watch that movie again. Yeah. I watched it the first time, but I was paying more attention to the music because it's all. Um, Trent Reznor did all the soundtrack. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. All, all the ones that he's all the, all the ones I've been a huge fan of um, Trent's work with uh, Atticus Ross too. For, yeah. For a lot of these these Fincher Fincher movies and and other others coming on too. I mean, he is doing that. They are together doing the uh, HBO Watchmen show. They are. Which the that trailer looked so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, the trailer, yeah, as, as time of recording, yeah, this is this uh, one, uh, this one first uh, teaser trailer, uh, any significant kind of footage besides just little two second shots <laughs> that were in some HBO promo stuff mixed with, uh, with mixed in with a lot of their other uh, programming. Yeah, well, no, actually, they just they just released a uh, one minute, um, like a minute and a half to full right. teaser trailer. With it's still that same style though, and I, I don't make it. I can't make any sense of it. Looks interesting. Oh, no, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to give it a shot. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, um, and then move on. We have next. We have Anna Paquin, uh-huh. who again, keeping with the comic book connection, yeah. is probably most famous as Rogue. Yeah, yeah, going yeah, and that's going to the uh, very first X Men that she was in as Rogue, and then. Uh, continued i think here here and there i don't know if she was in if she's been in i mean was was it all three of the original three um i think she was in all three i know that she was in the first two but then she even came back for the uh for the for the days of future past where it made more sense with with a lot of the other cast from the original three yeah in it as well and yeah, she has had a quite the long career. I, I actually saw her in one of her first movies when she was a little mm-hmm. girl, um, yeah. in The Piano. Yeah, I do remember seeing that when I was a, when I was young myself. You know. Yeah, it looks like according to her filmography, she likes to do more of the sci-fi, horror movies. Okay. Yeah. She loves to do like uh, mm-hmm. let's see, we got X Two, Steam Boy, Scream Four, uh, the yeah. Tell it to the bees. Hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah. So she's very prolific. She lots of theater. She's yeah, uh, for, big yeah. on stage theater. For a fairly young person, yeah. She she's she's definitely uh, she's got a little bit longer of a list than uh than Patrick Fugit. Yeah, by by quite a bit actually. Yeah. And then Feruza Balk is next. Uh-huh. Who made a huge impression on me when I was a teenager? Okay. 
I um, so there was two movies that she was in that she I just fell in love with her in was The Craft, and then she was actually in Island of Doctor Moreau with um, Val Kilmer, huh. and I. I was I just had a huge crush on her in those ones, and then she was also in American History X. But now you're not familiar with her previous one to those, The Return to Oz, because because there ha- there has been a Movies by Minute Return to Oz, um, and the I know the host of that is a big fan of hers. You're yeah. you're right. I forgot that 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 she was, and yeah, no that that scarred me as a child and some of I've, I've heard that ways. there's a lot of people yeah that really seem to have some issues with that movie have these horrific you know some of the things that happen in it but I was I was at a better age um, when I saw that I'm pretty sure in the theaters because I you know prior to that I'd, I'd loved as a kid uh, Wizard of Oz and uh, mm-hmm. so when that came out I'm pretty sure I had my grandparents take me at the you know nine about, about must have been about nine years old possibly when it came out and and I think that was a good age to see it. Whereas if you were a bit younger than that, uh, that could could have been some issues. I, I do understand that, but um, well, I, I, I say yeah. scar me in the best ways though, because it wasn't really scary for okay. me. I was I, yeah. I had been reading the original uh, bomb books of the Land of yeah. Oz and all the the, the ancillary material, and the uh, Return to Oz was really faithful to that. Like they took some characters yeah, right. from the the mm-hmm. bomb books and put them right into the movie. And so I was, it was more that it removed that kind of friendly sheen that's on the original Wizard of Oz. And it was like, oh, wow, yeah, I know they can do like adult fantasy with this because the characters like the Wheelers and there was some really intense scenes in that movie. I I love it. And then, of course, she was in The Waterboy, which is a classic. I think I've only seen it once. (laughs) (laughs) It's... I saw it in the theaters on opening day, actually, of all yeah. wow. coincidences. Yeah, she actually has quite the filmography, too. She's been very active. She just had a movie come out this last year, uh, Hell is Where the Home Is. Lots of TV uh, appearances for that, too. Uh-huh. And then, finally, here we got Noah Taylor. Noah Taylor that uh, I mentioned at the at the top of the minute with our... Starts and ends with, um, and you know he him. I mean, lately he has just been killing it on Preacher as Adolf Hitler. I didn't even realize yeah. that was. It, it took me a while. Him. Yeah, when I was watching, I was because I've been I, I I watched those as they came out. Cause like, wow. Yeah, I think yeah, I was like, boy, that's that's that guy that played the manager in Almost Famous. <laughs> But, uh, he yeah. was also yeah. um, Mr. Bucket in the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Yeah. Which I can't admit to ever having put myself through. I'm too much of a no. fan of yeah. the original. Yeah, right. Well, and and and, and so much with uh, Burton and and him doing, uh, you know, also I I think before Charlie or, or was 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 Alice after? Alice before. Alice um, before. let's check here. Alice yeah. was. Looks like Alice was. Just, just all three of those essentially that he's done, that are kind of these for Tim Burton's. Yeah, it yeah. was right. I think it was right after, because Charlie was first and then Alice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I then never really he brought just ruined... myself to watch more than five minutes of any of those. Then he just ruined uh, Dumbo. For... Really? Yeah, and then, yeah, and I had such high hopes. I mean, seeing the trailer, you know, the, for the very first time in the theater 
watching something a good year ago now probably and that was that was yeah. heartbreaking for me that you know it looked it looks so good it looks so promising i've just been hearing uh, not not too good things and then you see the trailer for the lion king and you're like they could totally do an actual mm-hmm. dumbo like why don't they just yeah. have the actual elephant mm-hmm. and the crows and the mouse and why does there have to be a love interest and why is there an evil circus manager? Like, there doesn't have to be any of that Tim Burton-ness. They can just be the movie. But, yeah. Um, so then the other thing for um, uh, Noah Taylor here is, again, um, a, a, a second person uh, besides Jason Lee uh, in Vanilla Sky. Um, wow. He, he, he's, yeah. he's like the guy behind the scenes, What doing, you know, pausing the time and whatever when it's getting really out there <laughs> later on in the movie. Um, there seems to be a lot of crossover between um, yeah. Cam and Crow movies and comic books movies as well. A lot of, although nowadays, okay. I guess that, that six degrees yeah. of separation has gotten much smaller <laughs> because nowadays everything is a comic book movie. Uh-huh. Do you have anything else? Um, I think that's it as far as I'm concerned for Noah Taylor. Um, and as you know, as I said, that's that was the uh, the ends with uh, Noah Taylor uh, on this. Let's see, is actually yeah, that's it's actually on the screen at that moment. Um, you know, in between some of these, you know, every now and then there's a, like a couple in a row that are on the legal pad, but then mm-hmm. but then there's a, a, a cutaway to more of that stuff, whether it's in the drawer or maybe on the desk or somewhere, you know, <laughs> of, of yeah. this uh, memorabilia and and uh, writing utensils and different just different things. It's not all it's not all just uh, concert tickets and uh, got a few other little bip, bips and bobs of, of things that you might find in a desk, you know. Mm-hmm. On yep, and I, I think it kind of shows the disorganization that we're going to see okay, with yeah. uh, Patrick Fusett's character. That it's going to be there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of things thrown around, but a lot of cool memorabilia and a lot of cool moments to pay mm-hmm. attention to. I mean, right at second thirty-five, you got a you got a red die, you know, mm-hmm. and, and six is pointing up. Does that mean something? <laughs> that's what you know. That's what we'd say about today's movies. You know, things like that would really mean something. But, but I mean, for his stuff, I mean, it's all his personal effects stuff that he, um, you know, just just uh, created this, created these shots uh, from his own from his own memorabilia. That, uh, yep. Besides the the photo of uh, Noah Taylor's character and the uh, the uh, base, the Stillwater and yeah. and the Stillwater mockup, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, and we'll we'll have a little bit more of the uh, cast credits tomorrow, I believe. Um, the only other thing to I think really talk about uh, this minute uh, is is again a, a, more, a more personal thing here for Aaron. Um, if you're if you have uh, anything you want to uh, you know talk about uh, yourself, uh, things that you do that you're involved in, projects that you have going on, that'd be great if you're if you want to tell the uh, listeners about that kind of stuff. Um, well, I just would like to say that if anybody wants to follow me, please come find me at uh, on Twitter at, at @starkauthor or starkdad1313. Um, I also run a Facebook group called You Are Not Alone. That's all based on positivity and support for people who feel alone. Um, and watch out for me. Google my Google Aaron Stark or I was almost a school shooter, and you'll see all the stuff that I've been doing. 
Yeah, it's a great uh, great thing that uh, Aaron here is doing. I'm glad to call him my my friend my th- th- via Facebook. Uh, we we came across each other some time ago, and he's doing uh, some great uh, great things with uh, his story. And uh, well, thank you very much to to, it, to the issues at hand in today's world. Thank you very much. Just trying to help yeah, one people at, one people at a time. That's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm. Okay, so uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. But it was minute two here on Wednesday. Um, we'll be back on Friday for minute three. Until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.